Dad on Money is presented by the Small Business Accountants and the Small Business Financial Advisors. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Dad on Money. I'm your host, Stephen Williams, and I'm co-hosted by a rotating cast of my children, each with their own financial goals and situations. Today, I am joined by Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, I'm Alex, and I am an entrepreneur, a podcaster, and an avid human being. Today, we are going to talk about savings plans, specifically the Canadian savings plans, since we don't really have any authority or any understanding that well of other countries' savings plans. So if you're Canadian living in Canada or otherwise have access to Canadian savings plans, uh, this is the episode for you. Hey guys, Stephen here, just popping in to remind you that Dad on Money is brought to you by the Small Business Accountants and Small Business Financial Advisors. For all your accounting and financial advising needs, our small business is here to help you. I I think this is really important to talk about because each savings plan comes with different benefits, different reasons you might want to use it, depending, I don't know, on your, does it it make a difference on your career, on your age? What, What kind of things are we looking at here? Well, that's a loaded question. How about you narrow that down into specific savings plans? Because, yeah, I could just go on forever on all the different things and you'd be like, whoa, where was that? We just hit a whirlwind. Okay, here, here's a question that I want to start with because this is something I've been wondering. Every time I go to the store, it says checking or savings. Can you explain the difference really quick before we get into everything else? What's the difference between a checking account and a savings account at the bank? It's funny because right now there's nothing and there hasn't been anything different between the two for a very long time other than the bank calls it a checking account so that you can write checks on it. But really between the two, there really isn't any difference whatsoever. Back in the day, like we're talking, I don't know, we'll say 30 years ago there was people had savings accounts because they actually earned money on their savings accounts. Now, it might have been a few cents or a couple of bucks here or there or whatever, depending on how much money was in there, but they actually earned money on their savings. So it was good to move money from your checking account to your savings account. But now there really isn't any difference because, you know, there's very few banks that'll pay out any interest on your savings accounts or on your accounts, period. It, it's really just this thing that's built into our banking system, that checking and savings, checking and savings. But really, any account, for the most part, because there's still some accounts that you can't have checks on for whatever reason, that's the bank's rules. So really, there is no difference. So when you use your debit card to do those types of things, then you know when it says checking your savings, nine times out of 10, it's going to be checking. Unless you have a specific account that you've got set up on your debit card that's for savings that you can use. Right. Okay, okay. I just wanted to clarify because I've I've always wondered about that. But basically, it does nothing. So when we're talking about savings plans, we're going to focus on today, we're going to focus on the registered savings plans that the government of Canada has available to us to make use of and actually earn some interest on on our money that sits in those accounts. So let's start with the RRSP. Can you explain what is the RRSP and who who that one might be for? So the RRSP is short for the Registered Retirement Savings Plan. 
And this plan was set up by the government to entice Canadians to save for their retirement so that we're just not dependent upon the government to live uh, once we quit working. And so that retirement plan uh, does have benefits uh, depending on the tax bracket you're in. You get to save that amount of taxes. So if you're in a low tax bracket, then, you know, you can save uh, in Alberta anyway, 25%. Uh, every province has different tax thresholds and stuff like that. So, but we'll say 25%, um, 15% federally, 10% provincially, and that's what you save. So if you put in a hundred bucks, you're going to save $25 on your taxes. So good deal. But if you're in a higher tax bracket, say one where you're paying 40% as an example, that same hundred dollars Instead of saving you 25 bucks, you're now saving $40. For me and my clients, I advise, especially if they, you know, do have that income potential, is saving their RSP room. And when I say room, every year you gain room by how much employment income you have and a percentage of that becomes your RSP room. As you have odd jobs and you claim it on your taxes and stuff, that slowly builds up your room. So if you're, you know, 20 years old and you've had part-time jobs or whatever, you might have two or $3,000 of room, maybe more, depending on what you made. And then as time goes on, then that keeps building up and growing and growing and growing. You know, there's some people that have hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of room for their RSPs. And so, you know, if they end up working at a job for a lot of years, say they're making, I don't know, a hundred grand a year. They may have put a couple of bucks into their RSPs over the year and then they get terminated and they get this huge severance check. Say it's 150 grand and it's at the end of the year after they've already made their hundred thousand dollars worth of income. Well, now this just pops them up into a higher tax bracket. So because they've got the room, they can take that $150,000 severance, stick it into their RSP, not pay any tax on that and then pull it out slowly if they're not don't have another job or not earning any other income. Then they can pull, pull that out slowly over the next year or two or whatever it is in order to get that into a lower tax bracket. So instead of, say, paying 40% on some of that money, now they're only paying 25% because they're taking out a lot less. So who is the RSP for? Like, I'm, I'm 25 and... I, I'm self-employed, you know, is that something, is that the savings plan that I want to be putting money into? You can, however, depending on what your income is, if you're in the bottom tax bracket, then you're saving 25%. So do you want to save 25% today or do you want it because I'm assuming you're going to make lots of money in the future because you're this successful podcaster and, you know, editor and all this other stuff that you do. So I'm assuming you're going to make a heck of a lot more money in the future. So do you want to save 25% today on that money or save 40 or whatever the tax bracket is in the future on that same money that you put into your RSP? So I hope that answers your question on what to do. Right. So it might be a bide your time. Don't, don't put it in right now. Maybe put it in later if you have that earning potential expectation. Exactly. And there are some enticements, if you will, uh, for people who think that, ooh, I should put money into my RSP because I can use it for a lifelong learning plan 
or I can use it for the home buyer's plan. And so that's where you can take money out of your RSP, quote unquote, tax-free. It isn't. Please understand that. It is definitely not tax-free. And this is like the most genius plan by the government because the government actually ends up winning big time on this, that you pull this money out and really you don't have to pay it back for, or you pay it back over a 15-year period, which is all great. However, when you're making, you know, say you take money out for education and you're for the lifelong learning and you take money out of your RSP, you go to school, you come out of school, now you're making big bucks. So you put money in at 25%, you pulled that money out, quote unquote, tax-free, because they didn't deduct any tax, but they expect it paid back. Now you've gone to school, now... So you have to put the money back, though. Like, it's it's your money in your savings plan, but you have to put it back. Te- that- technically, you don't have to put it back. You get taxed on it regardless. You either put it back in and don't get taxed on that money uh, that you were supposed to put in, or you don't put it in and you get taxed on it. So either way, you're being taxed on it over a 15-year period. But this is the genius of the government, right? You put in at 25%. You pulled out at nothing. So now they're going to tax you, whether you put it back in or not, they're going to tax you on that money over a 15-year period. So say, we'll just make it easy, $15,000, right? So you put in $15,000 or pulled out $15,000. And so basically you have to pay back 1000 bucks every year for 15 years. Right. But okay? that just goes back into the savings plan though? That just goes back and... In- that goes back into the savings plan or you don't, you just get taxed on it. Either way, you're being, please understand, you're being taxed on this money, whether you put it back in or not. That thousand bucks in year one, when you come out of school, you probably didn't make a whole bunch of money, right? So, you know, you're putting that thousand bucks in, you might be paying 25% tax on that. So on that thousand, you're paying 250 bucks in tax. Yeah, not too bad. You got that benefit a few years earlier when you put the money in, right? So it's just a wash. But as time goes on, over a 15-year period, understand it's 15 years. I'm assuming you're not going to be in the lowest tax bracket for 15 years. You're probably going to be in much higher tax brackets. So say, for example, you get to a 40% tax bracket in the last five years of you having to pay back your uh, lifelong learning plan. So now for those years, you're actually paying, you put it in at 25%, so you save 250 bucks on every thousand, but now you're paying $400 because you pulled that money out for your your education. You're paying 400 bucks a year on that money. Pretty genius of the government, right? Okay, okay. Almost need a whiteboard and stuff. Can we show people on this a whiteboard? No. Yeah, yeah, so... (laughs) So, okay. So you, you put in, you, you, you put in the money cause you're saving, it's your savings account. You're putting in the money, it's earning interest. And then you say, I'm going to go back to school. You take out, let's for simple math, you take out $10,000 and then you're expected to pay that back over the next 15 years into, into your savings account. And you get, you get taxed on that money do you get tax on it because you pulled it out or do you get tax on it as you put it back in? Please, please understand that you're being taxed on it when you have to pay it back. So in your, when you're putting it back in, you're actually being taxed on that money because you're not getting the benefit 
of that RSP deduction when you put that money back in because you're paying back a loan. So if you're in a high tax bracket, say 40%. Okay, so it's it's considered a loan. So to clarify, this is considered a loan. This is not your savings plan money. It is your savings plan money, but it's a loan because the government gave you a tax break on it when you put it in. And now they are just letting you pay the tax over a 15-year period. None of this is making any sense to me. It's hard. I apologize. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to save the other savings plans. Yeah, we're going to have to do those ones on another episode. Okay, so to clarify. Okay, I'm, I'm making money. I'm in a low tax bracket. Yeah. Right? Okay, I put money into my RSP, mm-hmm. right? My registered retirement savings plan. You got a tax break. I get a tax break because of that. Yeah. And then I, and then, but then when I take it out for the lifelong learner plan or the first time home buyer, is that one of those? Right. If I take it out for that, I'm not, I'm not taxed on that, on the taking it out, but at that point, point, but then as I put it back in, as I repay that loan from my savings plan, I get taxed on it on whatever new tax bracket you're in. I'm in. You betcha. Okay. Okay. So as I'm putting it back in, if if for those last fifteen or for those last five years of that repayment time frame, if for those last five years of that fifteen year period, I'm in a higher tax bracket, then I'm actually paying back more. I'm basically paying interest on that loan from my RSP. So you're using your money, and you're paying the government interest over that 15-year period. Ultimately, is what it ends up, right? Like, it doesn't ever show up that way, and nobody really even sees it. But if you actually go through your taxes... Through the numbers. Through the numbers, you see that you are getting hooped. Right. But what if I were to pay back that loan from my RSP in full in the first five years? I'm not in any higher tax bracket. Then you're okay. Is it... Is it just then break even, nothing? Right. Okay, okay. And then and then the subsequent amounts that I put into the RSP, those give me tax breaks as I'm right. putting those in. Yes. Okay, okay. Okay, I think we've got this then. And then what happens, because obviously registered retirement savings plan, what happens at the end of that when I retire and then I start taking it out? Am I taxed on it then? Yes. So when you start taking money out, you are taxed on it? at whatever tax bracket you're in. So the concept is, is that you put money in when you're earning lots of money. So for example, 40%. So if I put in $100,000 over a period of time, when I'm making lots of money and I'm in a 40% tax bracket or whatever tax bracket it is, then over that period, I've saved 40,000 in taxes. Right, right. So now the goal is, say it's still worth 100000 I certainly hope not. I hope you've earned some money on that. But just for simple math, we'll just keep it flat. And so when you pull that money out, when you retire, then you've got $100,000 that you will pull out over a number of years. So keeping you hopefully in a lower tax bracket, then you're paying only 25% or on that $100,000, uh, $25,000. So then you've actually benefited $15,000 on that money. Now, the difference comes in that, you know, you're obviously going to earn money on this 100000 that you put in. So there's going to be more there. So there is going to be more taxes and, and stuff to pay. But 
at least the goal is, is to put in when you're in a higher income, pull out when you're in a lower income. That's the goal with RSPs. And that's what the plan was initially set up to be. Gotcha. Okay, perfect. So step one, make a ton of cash. That's the oh, totally. fir- first step. Make, make as much money as you can, uh, but save, save, save. And save, spend save less. more, spend Definitely. less. That's what we say. So uh, we're definitely going to have to talk about the other ones in another episode, which is perfect because then we get more content going on here. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, Dad, do you have anything you want to add before we sign off here? No, just make sure you engage um, your accountant, your financial advisor, um, you know, people that you trust, parents, you know, that hopefully know about this stuff that uh, can really educate you on this and make sure that you are making the best decision. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully I was able to clarify things for people. That's why I'm here because <laughs> I don't know that stuff and dad knows that stuff. So hopefully we were able to translate that for you and help you learn something new. I learned something new about how exactly the RSP works today. So uh, thank you very much, dad. Do you want to wrap this up? Thanks for listening to Dad on Money. I'm Stephen Williams, and you can find me at smallbusinessaccountants.ca. And I'm Alex Williams, and you can find me at mechoradio.com. That's M-E-C-H-O radio.com. Thanks for listening. Dad on Money is produced by Mecho Radio. Of course, we are sponsored by the Small Business Accountants and the Small Business Financial Advisors. The music we use is by Ian Post. This episode was hosted by myself, Alex Williams, and my dad, Stephen Williams. I also edited and produced this episode. 